hindi ka lang hindi mo lang kinukuhay ng blessing but rather you become someone who becomes an agent of the blessings of God for others Taga, uh, when you walk in the place you bring the favor of God when you enter a certain area you bring the presence of God when you come in a place of darkness you bring the light of God you understand what I'm saying? and you know you, you begin to think not only yourself but also the needs that are out there the reason why God has blessed you it's not because you can say God has blessed all this for you but rather that we might be able to bring the blessings of God to others also to, to introduce them especially uh, to the one who has given us the blessing okay now leaving behind the elementary principles of, of, of Jesus Christ it doesn't mean some people say, okay, basically, it's not advanced to be on that. No, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean that uh, of eternal judgment. Some people they think that they have an advanced theology concerning the grace of God. But for them, they don't even have to see the eternal judgment. Para sa kanila, hindi na magkakarap ng judgment. We call this the hyper-grace movement. Uh, for them, wala na repentance, wala na, you know, uh, they, they don't need to be afraid whether they're sinning or not because uh, para sa kanila, ito naman yung grace ng Panginoon. And uh, they can always live the way they want to because hindi na sila papapayahan ng Panginoon na pumunta na lang. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? But the problem with that kind of thinking, it kind of uh, ignores some of the words of Jesus. As in the the time will come that many will say to me, on that day, what day is that? It's the day when the Lord comes in judgment. Right now, He is our shepherd. Right now, He is our savior. Right now, He's the one who gives us all the opportunities that we need. Right now, we receive abounding grace. Amen. Because of the fact that we have received an abundant grace of God, because Jesus Christ says, to whom much is given, much is required. Because God has given us so much grace, and created so much favor, so much opportunities. If we never take advantage of that, and we lose out of the we have no one to play. Now we're going to go back on this lesson. Okay? Jesus Christ says, In that day, many will come to me and say to me, Lord, have we not cast out demons in your name? Have we not done miracles in your name? Have we not done this and have we not done that? And I, Jesus Christ says, and I will say to them, Depart from me. I never knew you. People may have been that. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. See, just because you can cast out demons in the name of Jesus, does not mean you're evil. Because you're not casting it out based on your own merits. You understand what I'm saying? Just because you're able to work out miracles does not mean you are a good under God. That 
is more of a gift that God has given to us. And the gift of God will work. Whether we live a righteous life or not. Let's have something. The anointing was working in his life, even though he was not uh, living righteously. See, the one thing that I'm going to from the Holy Scriptures, uh, Jesus Christ said, we will be known by our fruits, not by our gifts. We will be known by our fruits, not by our anointings. We will be known by our fruit, not by uh, the, the amount of knowledge that we have. And fruit basically here means the result of living in a close relationship with Jesus Christ. It talks more about character. You Jesus Christ said it this way, if you love me, you will what? Keep or obey my commandments. And so as we obey the commandments of the Lord, we are developing a close relationship with him. And so you character in Christo, I can be developed. How many of you started speaking in tongues when the Spirit of God baptized you the Holy Spirit? How many of you speak in tongues? Okay. Did, did the Holy Spirit require you to study a new language first? No. That's a gift that God has given you. The anointing to be able to preach and to teach. That's a gift that God has given you. Then, so what are you going to do? But you develop a new character. Your character will be developed when you begin to respond to the word of God, when you begin to respond to the commandments of God. Okay? So we need to understand this. So it doesn't mean that we will no longer need the doctrines of faith in God. You will always need that. We will no longer need the baptisms or the laying on of hands. Or eternal judgment or the resurrection of the dead. In other words, what he's saying is, you know what, I'm not in foundation yet. And we are to build on top of this foundation. Indeed, it's a bit, and the United Foundation and build something else. And that's where we are going on to maturity. We want to uh, have a deeper, closer relationship. And walk with the Lord our God. And God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, having that whole scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So when St. Paul wrote this, I believe it was St. Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, he wrote it not because it sounded good. He wrote it not because, well, uh, based on my thinking. This is not based on thinking, on his thinking. He said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. This is what the Holy Spirit uh, uh, inspired him to write. In other words, this is coming from the very heart of God. God desires a family. God wants to have children. But more than that, God wants to have mature sons and daughters in the world. Like I said on Sunday, if our goal in life is just to live you know, get married, have a family, have children, uh, spoil our grandchildren, and just die, uh, retire, and die peacefully, having lived a good life. Because God's dream is for you and me and him 
to rule and to reign forever. You understand what I'm saying? God has shown us from the Holy Scriptures this life that we have today. This is not the life. There is a greater life that we have. And you know, during in the early 1980s, 1983, we had some testimonies of people, some people who were taken to heaven. One of them was Robert Spider, he was taken to heaven when he was eight years old, and he saw things there. Uh, and I think I preached on this. Another one was uh, a guy named Dr. Amy, how he fell from the third or fourth uh, uh, floor rating. Sometimes it's an alien who did that, so he fell down. Ule Ulunya. He died and he went to heaven, but God sent him back. And God uh, gave him certain things that uh, 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 He was talking about some of the plans of God. And during that time, I, I had a book, Angels on Assignment by Robert Huck. And God said, uh, This is not a dream, this is not a hallucination. And just to prove to you that you're really here and you're talking to me, I give you 100 predictions that will take place in your life. Uh, if one does not take place, don't consider this a good experience. You learn what happened percent. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Why is it going to happen right now in our day age? What and that is that it happened? Or they were taken to heaven, God gave them visions of heaven, some are giving visions of heaven, and we don't have to And every time they come here, they talk to us about God's great plan. One thing is that He is coming back again. Uh, brothers and sisters, we are in the end game. We are in the end times. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus Christ came. Uh, do not believe we have another thousand years. Maybe one hundred. Hopefully, they find hundred years left. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are in the end game, and God is now bringing His church together. Uh, and there, are, there are people who are beginning to respond, who are willing to take up what God is wanting them to do, that they might become the church that God wants them to be. Because when Jesus Christ comes back, he's not coming back for a baby church. He's coming back for a church that is mature. A church who looks just like Jesus. He's coming back for a bride without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. Looks like it. Okay? Perfected or not worth the money in us, maturity. Someone who Experienced that and came back to life. His, uh, his name is Kevin Zanda. He's, he's an airline uh, steward. He want, he's always wanted to become a pilot, but he died. And basically, the board said to him, After you get to do that, you can actually stay because you finished what you need to do in life, but there are only other signs of You can consider this a bonus. Uh, for a while, I am not going to It's not good. I the Lord was eventually able to talk me to it. He's the first person to uh, to
But God showed him these are the things that you will need to do. And one of the things that God rewarded him with, because he mentioned for by himself, when he died, musical instruments. When he came back, Jesus Christ said to him, I will give you the ability to play eight pieces of musical instruments. So he can play the guitar, he can play the drums, he can play the saxophone, he can play. Uh, for, for some of the musicians, it took you years of practice to make it perfect to play that. And then he played it on And he's able to record one uh, piece. He'll play the drums, then he'll record the, play the saxophone, then he'll record play this, play that, and then he will combine that. It, it sounds like a horn. And so, yeah, this is something that God gave as a reward. But like a lot of people, uh, one thing that I think the doctor just gave the ability to pray this. But he wanted to well. And one of his messages is that we are in the end times. Maybe you are praying for a move of God. We are already in the Sabbath. Okay? And it's going to become stronger and stronger. Special events or great miraculous signs. Although some of them happening here and there. It's because the church has to be equipped and has to be prepared. And preparation does not take place automatically. Maturing in the Lord does not take place automatically. It will involve effort on our part. Okay, so let us go on to perfection or let us go on to maturity. Why would he exhort us, okay, to mature automatically? It requires our obedience. It requires our faith. Okay? And we find uh, things in the Holy Scriptures like 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in matters be babes. But in understanding, be mature. God wants us to mature in that this life is not all about us just experiencing the success that the world is looking for. God will give you that, but you should not be swayed by that. You should not be controlled by that. You should not be influenced by that. The only thing that should influence you is God in your life. want to know about? So he wants us to mature in understanding. In Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Samarito, he be preached, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. They thought what St. Paul is doing. Samarito, we are preaching Jesus. We are teaching the principles of Jesus Christ. And the reason we're doing this is not to show them how I'm going to get it. It's not about me. I'm not doing this to show people that I'm going to Okay? I'm doing this so that I might be able to present every believer perfect or mature 
in Christ Jesus. You cannot separate the Word of God from maturity. As a matter of fact, your attitude towards the Word of God is a good measurement of whether you're coming to maturity or not. But you want to know what? If this is just a burden or sabi sabi na naman yan, it's just a message, you know, it's a 10 minute message or 50. I can do that. We have service where I can do that. Okay? But, sabi nga rito, the Word of God is able to bring us to a point of maturity. You cannot do it without the Word of God. And how many of us can say that we are so much of experts in the Word, we don't need to hear anymore? Hello. So we need to see this in Second Timothy. Are you are you able to follow? In Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen to seventeen. Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen to seventeen. This is what he says: All Scripture, not some, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, mature, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it's separated from maturity. The less of the word that you have, the uh, the less uh, the less maturity you want. Let us see The more of the word you have, and it's not just because the memorized me mga foundation verses or you mga memory verses. But the more of the word you have working in your life, that means you are living in the The more mature you become. Maliwana po ba? Sabi niya, all scripture is given by inspiration or another translation is by it is God breathed. That means the very life of God is in there. See, in the book of Genesis, when God created man, how did they go before that from the dust of the ground? He looked like a man, he smelled like a man, but he wasn't alive. There was no animation in him. Okay? It was just a body that was there. And I'm going to give and God breathed on him the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So the breath of God is the life of God. And every time we hear the word of God, Giving force the same thing that So we need to understand this church. Uh, we need to see this that this is part of maturing in the Lord our God. Now, like I said, uh, growth isn't going to happen by itself. Growth is not accidental, but it is intentional. Okay? And I'd like for us to look at the certain uh, scripture in 2 Timothy. It's where it's 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not proud unless he competes according to the rules. Is there anyone here who is using an old King James reading from that? New King James version. Can you say, is that the old King James that I read? If a man 
will also strive for masteries. Uh, it is also translated in most translations like the UK King, if a man competes in athletics. See, you athletics like the understanding of basketball, uh, football, and, you know, tennis, and things like that. And yes. But in the days for St. Paul Lee, you athletics love it to me, but you love You have to box. You know, uh, they have to wear special headlights because they don't have the kind of clothes that we have today. Uh, your head will literally get crushed by the hope and it's not going to be found. Okay? Then after that, you have the rest of And then after that, you have the time phrase. Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm uh, saying it right. You're going to be not In other words, what's the same thing? What's the Sino pa na kayo, hindi na Until finally, one is standing. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what athletics was there. To them, this was a very big thing. Athletes were very honored at that particular time during the very time of St. Paul. And you will find that they were absolutely sad to this, that you would take many principles from this. And basically, that's what we say. Uh, and, and these athletes, they don't just show up. Uh, it says here they were striving for mastery. To master something is to become excellent at something. Okay? It's like uh, someone who has mastered the art of using weapons. He becomes an expert in every kind of weapon. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, movies and there's certain uh masters they master certain kinds of weapons. You know, because he a master they can do things with that that other people can, cannot do. And St. Paul is saying that in our Christian walk, we can choose to be a happy go lucky Christian now. Or we can choose to become a Christian who is serious and wants to overcome and wants to become everything God wants us to be. See, when we become a Christian, you know, you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, praise God, your sins are forgiven. You receive the life of God. Okay? And you understand that if you fall on every now and then, God will, God will, will uh, 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 forgive you if you repent before Him. You know, and if you want to live a life that way, then you know, you don't really get involved in so much things. You just, just get involved in the first level of Christianity. Okay? You might live and die without having read the entire scriptures. And go to heaven. And wonder why the others are receiving rewards and not receiving heaven. You can be a first level Christian. And hopefully, you can not Because the Holy Scriptures, the moment you see Christ become a child of God, but just like children who are born in the world, okay, now you grow up as you want, it takes place. But we like it not, it takes place. And to help us in our growth, we need to be taken care of. 
But when, when it comes to spiritual growth, you have to make sure that you're part of it, otherwise it's not going to happen. You strive for masters. You do not become a master just by sitting there and saying, I wish I wish I'm an overcomer. I wish I have great faith. I wish I can be bold and do things for others, discuss the gospel. God. I wish I you can just sit down and say, I wish, and it's not going to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? Or you can. Keep confessing it daily, but not do anything about it. It's not going to happen. Because to strive for masteries means that you exert an effort. If you want to attain something, you must do something. Effort is needed that you might have results. You must exert effort that you might see results. Now, these are uh, you know, you know, we understand athletes. There are two kinds of athletes. And the you are amateurs. And under the you are pros. You are professionals. But they're amateurs. You know, they just play the game just for fun. They have no dream of becoming a champion. It, it doesn't matter if they win. They win, wow, well, I'm good. They just play that the problem. Okay? If you never become an expert in the uh, thing that you're an uh, athlete of, then what do you know? There are people who are called weekend athletes. They only have to engage in sports. There are weekend basketball players, there are weekend tennis players, there are weekend. And whether they win or not, it doesn't matter. They put that aside, they just have fun. What do you want to pull up? Okay? But then there, there are the professionals. Professionals are those who are not just interested in playing. They play to win. They play to master the game that they are involved in. And they want to become excellent in that at the main point of Erotan they will be the last man standing. And they understand that for them to do this, they need to put in the necessary training and preparation. Uh, a professional athlete, okay, uh, is willing to pay the price of the training, and it's not fun. They must be willing to submit to a bodybuilder who will tell them they have to do so much exercise every day. And Jesus is saying that there are days that they don't feel like doing it, and, and you know. In the beginning, when you start training, all you feel is hurt. Okay? That's how training is. I used to be able to train. Uh, when I was part of the uh, uh, track and field clubs, uh, high school. You know, then I'm not like, and then we would sit down and our legs would sometimes we would cramp up. So beginnings of training, okay, all you feel is hurt. <coughs> And you think, it's a combat, this is what I'm looking for. But you must be able to go beyond that. Okay? Like, for example, the track and field, you know, that, that I don't think I'm being by the parade. See, the of professional athletes, they make sure they go through the training, the preparation that is necessary, so that it will qualify them 
to compete with the games. I, you know, it's like I can just show up in Google now and say, "Just come on, break that, just come on, that up." I don't even see what that. I don't even rank in Google. What are the titles that you have? I just uh, a weekend player. I just want to compete. You're not qualified to be here. You're an amateur. You have no training. You understand what I'm saying? And if you're good, take a look to ask some of the eliminations. The eliminations will show them whether you are fit and prepared and worthy enough to compete with those who are already top level athletes. Hello. And, and the Lord is saying us through this, through St. Paul, that we can have the attitude of a happy go back to Christian. Okay, no, we can do that. We can have Or you can have the attitude of a professional where you say, Lord, you died for me that I might have this goal. I will not be happy until I achieve everything that you have achieved for me. You understand what I'm saying? It's not just going to heaven. It's being able to go there and say, Lord, I prepared myself. And one day, God will give us the position that we prepared for by His grace and His mercy. Are you getting something from this? And if anyone competes in athletics or strives for masteries, he's not proud unless he competes according to the rules. It's not just a matter of doing things, but you have to do things according to God's plan. Okay? I remember when we were in college, and we had this uh, overnight thing in the Cardinal Cortes, you know. Alam niyo yung tumatakong at pagalan yung talagang sa buwan, yung buwan ko para ko ko. I found out I was good. I mean, I don't have to say that, say that, say that. So I pull out two. I have laser-like focus here. So everyone is giving me that. I know that. We were the first thing to finish. We got this qualified. Right? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? Rules it. Get the rules. We finish first. If we finish first, we second. So what? Those are not the rules. The rules is, we start with the wrong one, the door, then we start. We take a look at it, we take a look at it, we take a look at it, we take a look at it. You understand what I'm saying? So we finish first. We burst all our, all our balloons. We did not win a prize. Why? We did not do it according to the rules. Okay? It's not becoming successful the way the world uh, uh, measures success. It means becoming successful in the eyes of God. Everyone who wants doing things according to the principles of God Almighty. But not only that, the word uh, according to rules also means. You submit yourself with the necessary training or preparation needed to qualify for a serious competition. Uh, in Manila, uh, there are certain events you cannot be qualified for if you're not willing to train for it 
you're not willing to do uh, the thing that is needed. And say, you can find Samuel saying this also in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 to 27. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body, and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Okay? In other words, I'm making sure that because I'm preaching, I'm also practicing what I preach. Just because I'm preaching does not make it exemption. Okay? Okay? Just because I know more does not make it exemption. But I have to also discipline myself. If I fail to obey the Word of God, then I myself have to obey the Word. I can't say that God, but we will not accept it. But I can also do some sort of work, but I'm not going to do it. So maybe you can entitle me to a few passes. I'm good. If I teach you that you need to forgive those who offended me, I also need to be able to forgive those who offended me. But you want to know what? If I teach you to give your guys and offerings, I should also be giving my guys and offerings. If I teach you to have faith in God, I also should have faith in God. If I need you to endure and bear up to the pressure, I also should not be able to do that. This uniform does not make me any special in the sense that, except that the whole but you guys have to do it. As a matter of fact, when this uniform is only a slide of the more is required. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hello? And St. Paul is saying that. I have to abide by the principles of God. Otherwise, I may have preached to others, I might have helped others, but I myself could be disqualified. See, that was the profession happening at that particular time. See, they would go there, they would pray, and, uh, you know, it would take a long time, there would be curse, and there's somebody who uh, put oil on them, and things like that. And when they're ready, somebody said, okay, now you were ready to compete in the games. Okay? Same thing with our Christian life. We, we, we want the greater anointing. Are you prepared to want? We want the mantles that God is giving today. Are you training for it? We want to be participants in this book that God is doing today. Are you allowing the Spirit of God to train in this? You understand what I'm saying? So, we don't have to uh, we need to prepare for those things that God has given us. And usually it's, it's, it's connected to us abiding by His Word. See, it's not just a matter of, you know, and I've heard people say that. The first time, and that's what troubles me. When you use the word, you did it in the past. So not my question is, are you still doing it? When I heard about the quiet time, you know what, man, and yeah, I know, you did it. Are you still doing your quiet time today? When I heard the teaching about meditation of the Word of God, you know what, man, yes, I heard, heard you, you've done it. Are you still doing it today? When I heard the confession of the teaching, confession of the Word of God, you know what, man, yes, thank God, you know what, are you still doing it? See, it's not just a matter of starting. You must continue. Everyone in the world, 
It's not just starting and continuing and clicking and saying, well, but I'm not going to go up. No, it's starting, continuing, and finishing. It must have a piece of those who finish the race will be saved. Not those who start at women. Really look good while they were doing it, but then to quit. We are in the end game. This is not the time to become lazy in the things of God. This is not the time to say, okay, because we're not, no, this is the time to really press on. That's what, the, that's what we've learned also in the congregation. God has a plan for us. You are God. God is dreaming of a family who will walk the earth doing the things that Jesus Christ did. That's his dream. And, he, and he's trying to say to us, that's the story of me. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? So it's not just it's not just starting, it's not just looking good and uh, very good at the beginning, but it is finishing. A mature person is a finished person. In other words, I think that's I think that would be better. As first, first Timothy, I think that's it, I think we'll be First Timothy you know, chapter 4, verse 7. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, it's about reject profane and old wise fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. There you go, exercise yourself towards godliness. Now, we understand the word exercise, right? Right? Then yeah, we understand the word exercise, that means we exert physical effort, you know. For, for healthy reasons, but it means it means more than that. The Greek word again it is connected to the world that Saint Paul, Saint Paul was living in at that time. Like I said, the Macedonians are one of them is the Athenians. Okay, Matras the Hinnatao as about Athenians. Athens considered it uh, an honor to be able to uh, be able to do what they're doing, even if it means they get crippled in the process. Because in the final game, there could be broken bones, broken backs. Okay, but to them it is valuable as long as they achieve. You go with that. So I'm going to say, "What in the makes a wreath?" And it's a perishable read after about two or three months. But aside from the same, well, we are looking for an imperishable, an eternal one. God is showing us there is more to life than just living properly. There is more to life than just achieving your dreams. There is more to life than just doing this and doing this. Jesus Christ says that this is eternal life, Father, to know you and your Son, Jesus. To get to know that, your heart beats in synchronization with God's heart. But you're not just looking at the ends of the earth for now. But you're looking beyond us to what our Father has prepared for us. 
and you are willing to do what needs to be done. And the word here is how many people exercise yourself in the Greek. Connected to that time means this to strip yourself naked in order to move without restriction. See, during that particular time, when men would come to the gymnasium to train, they take off every piece of clothing. They are completely naked. And the reason why they do that is they don't want anything to hinder their movements. Now, you want to do that. Now, for us, it might be a little scandalous. But you know, if some, you know, we've been to Rome, we've been uh, to certain parts of Europe, there are statues there of naked men. Because that was the time that they lived in at that time. Okay? They exercised naked. They wrestled naked. So you know, because I, if I have a shirt, that shirt can be used against me. So, see, what happens to an athlete at that time? They, they would train. And if they fulfill the requirement of being able to train with the satisfaction of the trainer, to the satisfaction of the bodybuilder, to the satisfaction of those who are examining them. Okay, taking a couple of weeks games, one of the things that they do, they will massage so that you know, the muscles now will become very pliable. And then there's a point that oil will be applied throughout all their bodies. And the reason they want that is so that if they compete in the games, they have oil in themselves. You become very slippery that if someone holds you in a choke lock or in a body, body lock, they cannot maintain that, that will do the same. Okay? And this is a picture of the Christian time where, where God says, uh, especially talking about stripping, you know, we're not talking about that uh, uh, literally, but going to what the Lord said in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says here, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is it. Like, like early athletes, they strip off every piece of clothing. You got them out. You strip off everything that hinders you from becoming everything God wants you to be. You want to move on? See, sometimes why can't we do this? The early Christians were willing to go through these sacrifices. I mean, I don't know why people sometimes do not show up in church today. Understand that when someone does not show up in the church, Possible reasons to clean up each other with the church. Okay? Uh, aren't you glad you can come at a time like this? Okay, you're not there. Later, maybe everyone. They have to go to the church about 11 in the midnight. And they can't have things like this. And then you worship there. 
They don't have the kind of lighting degree. Their Algar was a cool Okay? And when they went there, they had to sacrifice their speed. The danger was from the Holy Sina. They might not see each other again. Something that they You understand what I'm saying? Okay? Can you imagine when you're in heaven on this day, what do you got on this church? It's in the hands of the They come up, I don't know why they have to die. You can see how funny our excuses have life. We have so great a cloud of witness. In other words, that our witnesses, that our people who have gone beyond us, have been able to do it by the grace of God. They can do a great hardship. And they are witnesses that can't be done. So, the Christian is not very We have to train, we have to follow what the Lord is saying to us. And sometimes it's not easy. How easy is it to forgive someone who has offended It's not easy, but you have to do it. How easy is it to praise God when things are not turning out according to your expectations? How easy it is for you to endure and persevere to continue when it feels like things are never going to work. How easy is it to go on when everything, when every cell in your body is screaming, I quit it! You understand what I'm saying? But then you want to do excuse it. I'm going to be okay. You know, like this, like that. Let's say he's 80 years old. What about Moses? He was 80 years old. He started the first phase of his ministry 80 years old. What about Peter? At 80, he says, Give me that mountain. He didn't say, Give me that mountain. Or give me that mountain. For as my strength then, so is my strength today. Doesn't matter whether you're young, when you're young, Sabi Han Saint Paul, don't let them look down under you. When you're old, Sabi Han Holy Spirit is and the same. He's 80 years old. And he started the first phase of his ministry. And when he, when he first introduced himself to the Egyptian, uh, to, the, to the people under Egypt, when he went to Israel, they said, Oh, you're the Savior. And so they delivered that the command of Moses, uh, or to Pharaoh, rather. And response to Pharaoh, I cannot look like a man. They have too much leisure now, so let's make their lives harder. So now they want to stone Moses. Well, he's not going to worry about the master class of the leader. You think that was very encouraging for Moses? For a man who's 80 years old? It's not. We make excuses for old age. Stay in power, but we fight. Moses was in there. What gave him the fire? What gave him the fight? What gave him the motivation? Was that he went without face to face. We're no longer in the Old Testament. We are in the New Testament. The blood of Jesus is over the face of us. We can go to God and see him face to face. So I think this young man, when you're in your room, where your father is waiting for you, how many times do you take advantage of it? Do you understand what I'm saying? 
It's not going to happen. We need to mature, but it's not going to happen on the right It's not going to happen accidentally. It has to be natural. We have to say, Lord, yes, I'll do what needs to be done so that I can become what you want me to do. It's a nice confrontation to get excited much more this study for the world. Not back to normal, but rather, let's do what needs to be done so that the net margin board is given to us. I'm going to go back and strip away those things that are pulling you back. What is your excuse why you can't become what God wants you to be? Maybe it's time to give up that excuse. Because that's what it means if you're not going to give up exercise. It is to strip yourself from these things that will restrict you. Then you're going to have those things. You become Christians in the day of the day. How many of you know? How many of you know something like that? It's all sad. Let's pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank and praise you that you have great plans for us. Help us, O Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit to capture this vision so that we might be able to flow with you this great plan. Help us to see there's more to life than this. That, that you have a plan for us that will last throughout eternity. And it's greater, bigger, much more noble. Help us to accept that which you have for us. And do it as well.